Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals Bikini Pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. All aboard the vegan fart train. All aboard! (laughs) Well, hello everybody and welcome to the 22nd episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk vegan podcast. We actually had an interview planned for this week with the babes from Animal Justice. The ladies had to cancel, so we are postponing their interview for another couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. Since we did not have much time to plan a different episode, we naturally chose a topic that we could speak for hours and hours on, something that is very near and dear to our hearts and anuses. (laughs) Yes, folks, we have replaced the Animal Rights Podcast with something equally uh, important to vegans, and that is farting. All aboard the fart train. (laughs) Now, Sarah, I feel as though we should first mention that, ironically enough, before we started recording, I served up lunch for us. Oh, yes, the farts do? It just so happened to be mushroom and kidney bean chili with cauliflower sour cream. Was that really just a coincidence? I feel like that you made that special for the fart episode. No, I swear, I just eat a lot of farty yes. meals. True, <laughs> all that is the true. Time. Yeah. Actually, I have an even better story to share from recent current events. Uh, very personal and near and dear to me. And it happened uh, just the other night. So I typically train all of my in-person clients on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The other day, I had a pretty full day of training people. So I spent all morning at the gym with back-to-back sessions. And then I only had about an hour at home before I had to get back into the gym. And unfortunately, I did not pack enough food to last the whole day. So by the time I got home, I was starving. And like many of us do when we are starving, we, of course, grab the easiest and quickest thing we can. And so for me, it was a bag of dried apricots and some raw almonds. Now, here in Canada, guys, we have a store called Bulk Barn, where you can get pretty much anything in bulk. (laughs) In case the name was confusing to anyone there. (laughs) Bulk Barn sells bulk. Now, I do love Bulk Barn, don't get me wrong, but their selection of organic stuff is pretty limited. And I know that their dried fruit is not organic, and it actually contains what's called sulfites, which help preserve it. 
So sulfites are a form of sulfur, in case anybody is wondering. And they're actually found in a lot of foods like wine and beer. But you don't want to be consuming a copious amount of sulfite-containing food or drinks because they'll definitely give you some digestive upset. I ate a good 20 or 30 of these dried apricots, then had to rush back to the gym to train a client. I literally farted the entire drive (laughs) to the gym. And we're not talking little soft, cute trumpet farts either. Like, (laughs) full-on farting. Like frat party farting? (laughs) Yes, and I was desperately trying to get all of them out, even right up until I pulled into the parking lot. It's a good thing nobody needed a ride home afterwards. (laughs) Actually, I think I even let one rip while I was scanning my key fob outside the gym uh, before entering. And honestly, it was so bad that I even had to tell my client about it, who is a new client, our first session together. But thankfully, she is vegan, and I know she listens to the podcast, so shout out to Katie. Thanks for being understanding of my fartapalooza. Long story short, it was extremely uncomfortable, and I am never eating dried apricots from Bulk Barn ever again. I guess I'm wondering, Sarah, if you want a giant bag of apricots from Bulk Barn? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's very generous of you, but uh, no thanks. And come to think of it, you don't ever fart. We even live together as roommates, and I don't think I have ever heard you fart. Do you fart, Sarah? Well, yes, I am a human being, but Jeremy, my husband, says the same thing. Yeah, I was actually thinking that I don't feel like I'm an expert on this subject. I'm actually more of a belcher than a farter, so I think I get the air out that way. Yeah, good point. And I, interestingly enough, hardly ever burp. But I'm glad you brought this up. Gives us a chance to uh, clear the air. On, of course, these various gases that our disgusting bodies produce. As we all know, most of our farts are produced in the colon, which of course is part of our large intestine. They're produced by bacteria which feed on things like dietary fiber and some types of starches and sugars. And some of these gases that the bacteria create get absorbed into our blood and eventually expire on our breath, aka belching or burping. Hmm. The other gases, this is kind of cool, are actually used as energy by the bacteria themselves. And then the rest, I'm sure you can figure it out, are passed out through our balloon knots, aka the anus or pleather cheerio, if you will. Pleather cheerio? What? <laughs> Yes, one of my good friends referred to uh, his anus once as a leather Cheerio, uh, but in respect to the vegan movement, I decided to go with pleather Cheerio. Mm, Yes, that's very respectful of you. Thank you. My personal preference is, however, balloon knot. Fun fart fact. (laughs) Did you guys know that the sound of your farts is actually dependent on factors such as the volume of gas and the size of your balloon knot? So with a relaxed, rather large pleather Cheerio, 
you're probably going to produce more lower-pitched farts than a smaller, tighter anus. <laughs> and actually, I remember somebody once telling me that if you want to muffle the sound of your farts, you should spread your butt cheeks apart <laughs> and let them rip that way. What? Really? I would have thought mm -hmm. the opposite to be true. What? That you would squeeze those cheeks for dear life and let it just uh, squeak out gently? Although, yeah, I suppose now that I've done quite a bit of fart research and I'm aware of the various factors, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know that squeezing would, would not be in my best interest. Relaxation is key. Yes, it actually is. Apparently, if your sphincter or your balloon knot is relaxed, your farts will pass without making any noise. And get this, speaking of fart research, Googling revealed that drinking coffee naturally relaxes your sphincter, which makes you fart more because it's easier for the farts the, the farts just let loose. Well, I, I knew it made you poop, but research tells me that uh, the location of your sphincter also plays a role. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So what does that mean exactly? Like, the lower your butthole is, <laughs> the lower pitch the sound? Like a saxophone versus trombone? Or... Yeah, I'm not exactly sure of the, the butthole placement fart logistics, <laughs> but uh, maybe our listeners could provide some, some feedback on this one. Although, what, whatever it is, whether it's lower or higher, I bet you anything there's a difference between men and women. I just feel like men fart a lot louder than women. I don't know. I, I challenge you to eat a bag of dried apricots from Bulk Barn. <laughs> I wonder also if cheek size plays a role in fart sound or loudness because, as we all know, I do have rather large butt cheeks and they're capable of producing all kinds of farts so I'm not sure if being a man or a woman plays a role. Are you suggesting maybe the cheek size would, would help with reverberation? Or... <laughs> Muffling the yeah. sound. Oh maybe. I see yeah yeah. Although either way you've probably been strength training the hell out of your sphincter for years and, mm. uh, and not even knowing it. You probably got one hell of a jacked sphincter. Yes well it is a muscle after all, Sarah. Mm -hmm, yes. It's yet to let me down when I'm mid-squat at the gym and holding in a fart. Actually, on that note, I once saw a photo, and I'm sure if you guys Google this, there was a power lifter who once blew out his asshole going down into a heavy squat, and there is a photo somewhere on the internet of what a blown-out asshole looks like from heavy squatting. But that's usually not a concern for me. I'm more concerned about, am I going to let out a fart in the middle of my workout? But I've yeah. yet to do that, so... I'm, I'm guessing the, the dried apricot training session, you weren't weren't doing very many demonstrations. Uh, no, <laughs> there's, there's no way. But yeah, how bad is it to hold in your farts? Because I heard that if you're always holding them in, that air just sits in your intestine, gets reabsorbed back into your bloodstream, and you end up burping it out. Ew. <laughs> That's terrible news for me. <laughs> yeah, and as we just mentioned, Sarah is a chronic burper, yeah. <laughs> so we can refer to her as fart breath. <laughs> 
fart breath moving forward. We haven't introduced ourselves on an episode in a while with our little nicknames where we say, I am Sarah Fart Breath Shorty. Yes, I was going to say, well, I guess I, I know how I'll be introducing myself on the next one. <laughs> anyway, so uh, how about instead, Sarah, we discuss what a healthy amount of farts looks like or smells like, I should uh, say. So apparently the average amount of farts per day is around 14 to 15 even as many as 23 daily farts is still considered normal and healthy. And apparently releasing these gaseous elements out of your orifices 13 to even 30 times a day is normal. There's no way though that I could burp more than like once or twice a day. How about you, fart breath? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm probably up to like 14 just after my smoothie in the morning alone. What? Really? But then how often are you farting? Well, oddly enough, I was inspired by this episode when we were preparing for it, and I decided to keep a fart log. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I was only at, like, six. Oh, okay. But you burps are, like, 14? Well, see, because Jeremy is always disgusted in the morning, like, after I have my smoothies, (laughs) just like, oh, God. And I said to him, I was like, I'm like, well, I just consumed a meal in liquid form, and now it's just, like, sitting at the bottom of my esophagus. Yeah, and I wonder, those of you in a relationship, if you had to listen to your partner burp all day long or (laughs) fart all day long, which would you choose? Yeah, I don't burp all day long. I'm just (laughs) saying, I don't, I'm not like... Like letting them rip, so I, I just I'm, I'm much more of a belcher, and I think you burp more than you think you do. <laughs> Maybe, but I definitely don't think it's anywhere near fourteen or fifth. I wonder if queefs are counted in that tally as well. That's another orifice that can get filled with air. Well, then it must be part of that tally. Are you a queefer, there? <laughs> Actually, no, not much of a queefer. <laughs> yeah, me neither. In case anyone's wondering what a queef is, oh God. we are <laughs> discussing vaginal farting, which usually only arises from sexual intercourse or that one time when I was doing a crazy ab workout on my pull-up bar. <laughs> but anyway, I did once hear that uncircumcised males are more likely to cause queefs within a woman's vagina than circumcised men. It pushes the foreskin pushes more air. (laughs) Maybe. Back to anal farting. Mom, don't let dad listen to this one, okay? (laughs) (laughs) All aboard the fart train. No? No passengers in queef town? (laughs) I wonder if we should run a week of farts challenge on my social media this week. Well, I definitely lost with my my sad little six number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anyone who missed last week's episode all about protein, where we interviewed Susan McFarlane, who is a registered vegan dietitian, we were joking about how I often combine the most farty foods imaginable into one meal. I.e. lunch. The chili with the cauliflower sour cream. 
when I offered Sarah a plate last week of uh, what was it, beans and broccoli, <laughs> you asked if I was serving you farts for lunch. <laughs> it turned into a good idea of what if we start hashtagging week of farts on Instagram and we could ask all of our listeners or any vegans out there who love to eat fibery, farty, plant-based foods. Let's embrace it. Let's share our farts and our healthy meals that are contributing to those farts. And hashtag week of farts so that we can all see what kind of farty meals we're eating. We're moving mountains, people. Yes. Let us not be embarrassed anymore. And I will promote it on my Facebook and my Instagram. So for everyone listening, if you want to see how farty my meals are next week, be sure to follow me at Sam Shorky on Instagram, facebook.com slash jacked on the beanstalk. Let us embrace our bodily functions and celebrate their song of health and wellness. A symphony of farts, if you will. A rectal opus. I wonder what the takeaway will be for our listeners this week. I actually feel like I am an expert on this topic, and that's not because I'm an expert farter. It's mostly because I've done a lot of research on this topic, and I even wrote a post called The Vegan Bodybuilder's Guide to Farting and Bloating a few months ago. And this is definitely a topic that comes up with clients all the time, and one that I almost always discuss when I speak at vegan events. So what do you say we get right in there and explore this hot and smelly topic? Listener feedback. Yes, let us read this week's review, which comes from Vegans Girl, and I like that name. Sarah, you have been uh, most definitely killing it with the impressions lately, so I think it's only natural that you read this week's review as well. Sam and Sarah, please don't ever stop making these podcasts. You not only provide valuable insight and information on <laughs> vegan health and nutrition and fitness, but you're hella funny and make me giggle like a crazy person on my bus rides to and from work. Such a unique and random podcast, but I love it, and I love you, Shorty Sisters. <laughs> That was like a, from Saturday Night Live. Actually, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of that uh, the character Jim Carrey used to do in Living Color. Oh, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. oddly enough, was a, supposed to be a female bodybuilder. <laughs> awesome. That was a, a fantastic review. Great job reading, Sarah. Thank you, Vegans Girl. And guys, please keep those reviews coming. It really does mean the world to us. Not only do we love reading them, but it also gives Sarah a chance to contribute something worthwhile to the episode. Um, excuse me, uh, but I did a lot of research for this farting episode. <laughs> yes, you did, actually. Yeah, I don't know how meaningful that is, but it was a lot of intense reading. Well, not as intense as holding in my apricot farts the other <laughs> night, though, okay? I don't ever want to experience that ever again. So, farting, or passing gas, if you will, is of course a normal part of digestion and one that we cannot avoid. However, there are definitely certain foods, as I've already experienced, 
and medical conditions that will certainly increase your amount of daily farts to an abnormal and highly uncomfortable levels. And on that note, I know I mentioned that it was the sulfites in the apricots that caused my major discomfort the other night, but it could have also had something to do with the high fiber content in the apricots as well. Yeah, it was also on an empty stomach too. I feel like the sulfite fiber bomb had had nothing to soften the blow because... Mm. Yeah, maybe. Just a theory. Nevertheless, I would like to discuss now the whole relationship between farts and soluble fiber because uh, obviously this is a vegan podcast and we know we all eat a shit ton of fiber and we fart a lot. All aboard the fart train. Toot toot. We all know that fruit and veggies both contain soluble and insoluble fiber. And did you know, Sarah, that soluble fiber turns into a gel in the presence of water, which makes it very difficult to digest? Hmm, Interesting. I did not know that. This process is what makes it beneficial for lowering your cholesterol. Or I guess what I'm trying to say is that it does this by reducing the absorption of cholesterol into your bloodstream. But on the downside, because it is difficult for your body to digest soluble fiber, it also means that fewer nutrients are going to get absorbed into your intestines, and it's this poor digestibility that can basically create a a fart storm. Of course, it is also a small price to pay for the many, many benefits of eating a high-fiber diet. As we all know, uh, it helps prevent constipation. It also creates fatty acids that will nourish the lining of our colons and of course helps prevent diseases like bowel and colon cancer. Well speaking of colons now that I'm 40 I just had my first colonoscopy in the spring and I was told that I have a great looking colon. Thank you. Well I'd be interested to know the statistics on vegan colonoscopy report cards versus those of meat eaters. We didn't do any research on this, but just for shits and giggles, let's see. Here is something from the Harvard Medical School, which says... Red meat has been linked to an increased risk of colorectal cancer... And a new study suggests we should go entirely meat-free. Booyah! Those who ate a vegetarian diet had a 22% lower risk of colorectal cancer than those who were not vegetarian. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death in the United States. So I guess this is more vegetarians than vegans. A pretty big topic that we should definitely do an episode down the road all on this, a.k.a. the colon podcast. Let's get back to farting. (laughs) (laughs) And let's actually hear some of this intense fart research that you speak of. I put you on smell duty. Why do some (laughs) farts reek and others have no smell? Yes, I think I researched all of the above. So uh, which intestinal avenue would you like to explore first? All aboard! Toot 
I choose smell. So according to gastroenterologists, <laughs> those guys, smelly wind is generated when food is not processed properly, and usually it's carbohydrates. Oh, interesting. When carbs are not absorbed sufficiently into your intestines, particles sit in your gut and ferment, and the foul stank just means that the carbs you consumed are being malabsorbed. So does that mean if you are healthy and you eat a clean diet with minimal carbs, so for all these people who are all about a keto diet, does that mean your farts won't typically stink? And actually, this is what I know of farts and their origin of their stank. So apparently, a large portion of the gas we let out via burping or farting is actually carbon dioxide. The carbon dioxide enters our bodies via the air we swallow or the gas that seeps into our intestines from our blood. And these farts will actually always be stink free. But it's the 1% of farts that uh, contain hydrogen sulfide that reek. And those are generated by the foods that we eat, which are high in sulfur. Case in point, apricots, which uh, are full of sulfides. Yeah, I believe if your farts smell like rotten egg, it's due to uh, hydrogen sulfide. Yes, and those are also the ones that you can light on fire. What? <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's a helpful hint. Hydrogen, carbon dioxide, and methane are all produced in our guts. But it's the methane and the hydrogen that are flammable. And what, what causes methane farts, and do they stink? Well, if you ask me, in my personal opinion, I think it's when we feed the bacteria in our gut high-protein foods that produce a sulfur gas. And again, I talk about this in that blog post uh, that I wrote a few months ago, uh, jacked on the beanstalk.com. Beans, for instance, beans contain a certain sugar molecule that our bodies can't fully break down. And so they sit in our guts to ferment. And the end product of this fermentation in our GI tract is gas. And more specifically, it's a mixture of carbon dioxide, hydrogen, and or methane. And so the same thing goes for cruciferous veggies. They are high in a sugar called and we lack the enzyme needed to break it down. So when raffinose passes through our digestive tract in its whole form, it ferments in the lower intestine. That's why you should always cook your cruciferous veggies. As horrible and humiliating and even uncomfortable as being farty might be, Smelly farts is not an indication of poor health. It's simply a function of what you're eating and what the bacteria in your gut is doing inside your digestive tract. And so some doctors will even say that people who eat the healthiest actually have the worst smelling farts. So that is good news for us vegans. It Just, is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not sure that's a winning argument for converting people to <laughs> veganism. Come on, guys, go vegan. Save the planet whilst you fart incessantly with the worst <laughs> smelling farts that you've ever had in your entire life. <laughs> I feel like like all of this fart thing can go either way because there's no way those horrid protein powder farts that I had to deal with was a sign of good health. Well, again, I'm pretty sure that was just a sign that the protein
protein powder wasn't being properly absorbed into your intestine, so it was just sitting there in your gut and fermenting and, uh, like... (laughs) I just farted. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we have talked about farts for long enough. I'm not even sure this was a useful episode. I feel like just telling people that if you spread your cheeks, uh, <laughs> you won't make uh, yeah, a sound like is might've... the most valuable info. Yeah, we, say, we saved a lot of embarrassment there, especially <laughs> if, if we have the worst smelling farts. <laughs> Silence, but deadly is the way to go. <laughs> And again, let us all share our farty meals on Instagram, and you can tweet me, uh, hit me up on Instagram, but let's all make use of that hashtag, Week of Farts. And Sarah, I am dying to know what song we will be singing to conclude this week's episode. Oh, but first, I would like to let everybody know some exciting news on the Jacked on the Beanstalk front. So... As a online vegan coach, I am moving into my busy season, a.k.a. January, a.k.a. uh, New Year's resolution. So from now until Christmas, I wanted to offer everybody a special uh, rate for six weeks of my training and nutrition coaching. Uh, I'm offering it now for $1.99 if you sign up before December 25th, 2017. So that'll save you $50. Um, Also, for anyone interested in my super sweet, super new, and super sexy Jacked on the Beanstalk vegan gym gear, I've got a special on all that stuff, too, where everybody gets 10% off um, uh, before November 21st if you use the uh, coupon code JACKED. So be sure to place your orders uh, ASAP, just in time for Christmas. We've got tees, tanks, hoodies, sweaters, and we've even got an eco-friendly JOTB bag. And uh, ironically enough, Sarah and I are both wearing our jacked on the beanstalk. <laughs> but uh, honestly, sweaters. The the these sweaters are. Aaron has one too, and we were both talking about how they are our favorite sweaters. Like yeah, we, we have to comfy. stop ourselves from wearing them because yeah. they're so cozy. Yeah, and I'm even wearing a jacked on the beanstalk uh, uh, crop top underneath my hoodie so that just goes to show how dedicated to the brand we are so we hope you guys rep that shit too and all prices on the gym gear are in Canadian dollars so all you Americans get a sweet deal and free shipping for anyone on any order over a hundred bucks jackedonthebeanstalk.com to check that out and if you do place an order or sign up for my coaching before Christmas I will even send you a free copy of my holiday e-cookbook Ooh, uh, enough shameless self-promotion. <laughs> well, as much as everyone is going to want to kill me because this song will be uh, stuck in your head, especially uh, you fellow parents out there, I'm going with uh, Naturally Let It Go from the Frozen soundtrack. I thought we said we were going to sing Shout, Shout, Let It All Out, but replace Shout with Fart, because I don't have kids, so I don't know any of these stupid Disney songs. Uh, thankfully, neither one of my kids is into this. I don't know this song either, so I, I actually had to uh, had to listen and practice. I... 
All right, whatever. Sure. I didn't host karaoke for six months to uh, turn down a song. I, I have no idea what it is, but let's do it. The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in. Heaven knows I've tried. Don't let them out. Don't let them smell. Be the good girl you always have to be. Conceal, don't feel. Don't let them know. Well, now they know. I'm talking to you. Come on. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed that. I had to sneak in uh, my thought. <laughs> thought. I just, I just couldn't help it. All right. So yeah, let us know which song you liked best, or if you love them all. Keep those reviews coming. Everybody have an awesome week. Don't preach. Inspire. Shorty sisters out. <laughs> <laughs> we both thought to do that. <laughs> oh, I love it.